Welcome to The Mic Is On, episode number 64, Andrew Arolfo times three. This is the first episode of 2024, episode 64, and Andrew Arolfo has made his way back to the Mike is On podcast. Andrew, of course, is a stand-up comedian who has previously been on this podcast, which we'll talk about, but the reason he came on or the reason I got in touch with him right away was because his face showed up in a Pepsi commercial with Shaquille O'Neal that aired during the Thanksgiving Day football games this past Thanksgiving. And so we had to talk. He said, let's let's get it going once again. And so that's what you're going to hear us talk about to begin the podcast. But Andrew is a phenomenal talent. We talk about all kinds of stuff. We also really get in-depth with his game show called The Meter Game Show that he has created It is on YouTube. We'll give you the information for that at the end. It is also, you can find it in podcast form as well. But we get into that whole deal. We talk about his favorite two things about being a stand-up comedian, his least favorite things about being a stand-up comedian, who he finds super, super funny. You know, we just had a really good time. So those of you that have heard Andrew before, Well, you're going to love hearing him again. And if you have not heard him before, after you hear this episode, you can go back and listen to the first two episodes that we talked about. The first one was really how he got to be a stand-up comedian. And of course, the second one was all kinds of stuff about after he got back on the road when COVID was lessening for the first time. But we finished off, we actually recorded this the end of 2023, but here it is. Episode 64, the first one of 2024, it is Andrew Arolfo. All right, we are back. This is the third time that Andrew Arolfo is coming on the podcast. And I, before we started recording today, I looked back to see when was Andrew on. And he yeah, was so know. early, so early in the game, uh, on episode six, which was wow. December, December 24th of 2020. So almost wow. three years ago. And episode 41, which was March 19 of 2022. So okay. it's been more than a year and a half. And this episode, unless something crazy happens, will be number 64. So 6, 41, and now 64, 2020, 2022, and the end of 2023. So let's welcome back Andrew Arolfo to the Mike is on podcast. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. I'm back home, you know, just chilling for the holidays. I, I didn't know that I'm like a regular on this podcast. I now. mean, you know, <laughs> I think you're you're tied with some other people right now because there's a couple of people that have been on for third their third time. One of them's my cousin, who's the student resource officer or school resource officer. But yeah, and and yours spans such a wide range because it was, I mean, episode six, man. Like that's yeah. that's early on, early on. Pre-pan, no, no, sorry, not pre, in the pandemic, because that's pandemic. when I started the, the podcast. But, you know, the first time you were on, we talked a lot about, like, how you even got into comedy, right? Like, like the path. The second time you were on, we were talking about kind of like how it was getting back on the road and different things that have happened because, you know, it had been the pandemic and a lot of interesting stories. Yeah. And now, you know. <laughs> Thanksgiving, 
I, I, I watch football religiously <laughs> and I was watching. And of course I pay attention to commercials and, and songs. And the reason I'm going over this is because this is what instigated this time that we're talking. So, you know, there's a commercial and it's Shaq and it's, I wish I was a little bit taller. And so I was, you know, not a hundred percent paying attention to the screen. Yeah. So then it's, well, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes later. And I see on Instagram stuff popping up and I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. And so then I see your face in still shots, your body. What am I saying? Your face, your whole body in still shots. I'm just like, okay, this is something, this is wild right here. I can't believe it now that I missed it, which I, now I wish like I would have seen it like live because I, my face would have been like really dropping then. But we're talking about a a Pepsi commercial with Shaquille O'Neal that is currently out. You can see it. It's a national, national commercial. So why don't you take us through, first of all, let's go through Thanksgiving because that was when it first came out. What, what did you hear like, did you know it was coming that day? Did you prepare your family? Like, give us the background on the actual day it first was on TV. Then we'll go back and talk about how it got to that point. I, so I didn't even know it came out until I was getting messages. I had no idea. Uh, a few days before, because I, I became friends with like a few people in the cast. Because, yeah, I don't know, we were just chilling. Like, we, had, we, we spent like two days together of just sitting most of the... We, I mean, we could go over that whole thing, but it was we were shooting for like two days. So and most of the time we were just sitting around. So, yeah, I became good friends with like the other castmates and they would tag me in a bunch of stuff from like some IG stuff. They just like tagged me and I was like, oh, is it is the commercial out? <laughs> and then they were like, no, it's not out yet. And then like the next day. I was, I, my Instagram just kind of blew up and like people were texting me like, is this you? (laughs) I was like, as if there's another guy who looks exactly like you. you (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, cause it's like, when you see that, you're like, that can't be Andrew. Over there, you know? Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy about it. Had you prepared your family for it? No, no. Well, I mean, I told them that I was doing it, but they, I got no like email or anything of like when the because they don't I don't think they know like my agents and stuff don't know when it's going to release. Yeah. And the reason I ask about your family is because obviously you've been doing comedy now for a while, but it's different, you know, doing stand up, having IG stuff, even having little specials. It's totally different than all of a sudden being in the midst of a nationally televised island game so like it's it's not like it's a regional game it's it's thanksgiving day it's a commercial that millions of people are gonna see it's just different for them even to like oh oh <laughs> there's andrew uh on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. in the shot so let's go back let's let's go way back to the commercial so because you mentioned something i have been a part of one commercial which i'll i'll go into later yeah, on too okay. well i wasn't in it but i was around it but what what you say about sitting around is definitely true. Like, right. I mean, you were two days. The commercial thing I was in was with the NBA mascots, and it was we spent an entire day, and it was for what thirty seconds, a thirty second commercial, and it literally was from eight a.m. till six p.m. And you're sitting, except for when there's actual footage. So, but let's go beyond that. 
how does it work for a commercial to even find out about the possibility of getting that opportunity? What? It, how does it differ from? Because it, it's not the same as a show. It's not the same as a, a routine. So take us through how it initially came to you. I have a commercial agent. It's been, they just like specifically just find me commercial stuff. And they sent me this audition and it was like a, a weird one. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't like a normal audition. Cause they usually they're like, Oh, here are the lines or like, here's what you have to do. I'm trying to, <laughs> what they wanted is they, they wanted someone to dress as they normally do, which in auditions is like not really that normal. Cause like they want you to kind of just be neutral or just be, as the character so it's easier for them to cast or whatever i don't know the logic behind it but they were like this one was just like wear what you normally wear and then basically just say your name do a spin and then tell us your favorite place to eat in la and i was like okay it was uh (laughs) it was very weird i don't know why they did that and then all I said was just like, oh, it's this like pop up smash burger place that's only at this place at this time. And you can only find them by like looking on IG. That's all I said. And then I submitted that and then I got a thing. They were like, oh, yeah, you you got it. I was like, OK. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was just like two days of shooting. The first day they kind they shot it kind of in order, like how the commercial went, because for those who haven't seen it, it's just the basically a remix to Skilo's I wish I was a little bit taller but it's Shaq so he wants to he wishes he was smaller right then they put him in a bunch of small situations oh wait we did the fitting first so when you do a commercial you go in for fitting and the fitting is basically you try on a bunch of different outfits and then they pick like the outfits you want but they ask you this was the most this is the best thing that's ever happened to me they they ask you to bring like your own clothes just in case to see if they would whatever and they ended up using all my clothes (laughs) they ended up they were like yeah just wear what you wear and that because i brought a bunch of stuff and then it felt good because at the time when we were doing it i had like good outfits to where like the stylist there was like would hand me a piece and then they'd be like, so what would you do with this? I'm like, okay, oh. <laughs> that's, that's your job, but I'm happy to do this because it's fun. Because it was it was nice. It was like, oh, you dress nice. You know? <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And then I was like helping out with the other cast. I was like, they would hand me this. I'm like, nah, that's probably better for that guy. And then it ended up working out. Uh, Man, you should get some producer credit apparently then too. Not just, you know. I, I, you, you get extra money if they use your clothes. Oh, yeah. So it's not much, but they give you like a couple dollars to because they use. Yeah. And then there's that fitting. And then the next day you shoot. And the first day it was so easy. I think I was there for like an hour and then just chilling until till the shoot. We were like rehearsing and stuff. And then the scene that the, the scene that you see in the opening scene that took maybe three takes it was so quick we, it, it took because that just that little part that's just all they shot they didn't shoot like a lot it was just that and that took maybe like 15 minutes not even i, I want to say it took like 10 minutes and then they were like okay you can go home and then i was like all right easy easy day and then they called me in again for the next day 
I, I was only supposed to do the one day and then they were like, actually come back, which was nice because there's more money. Yeah. And the next day, the shoot was like, I was there from like, I think like one to no earlier than that, like 10 a.m. to like, I don't think I left until like 11 p.m. Okay. It was like a full day. And literally we were like the one of the last my scene on that second day was like the last scene. And that took even shorter. It was like one take. I think it was like two takes. And I was it was it took like five minutes. But I was there from like 10 to 10. You know what I mean? It, I was just sitting the entire time. I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting around eating lunch, like not doing anything. <laughs> well, and and the thing is about this commercial is there's a there's a long version, right? There's a a long version which you aren't going to see on TV very often, but you can go find that. And then there's the shorter, I don't know, if it was a thirty or forty five second version that you're in the beginning. And then the other part you're talking about, that's that, isn't it in like the kitchen or the house or yeah, something? yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a selfie. Desk. We're all taking a selfie, and yeah, that that was so quick. It, 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 we were there for five minutes, and it's like, why do you need us for this? <laughs> But you'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, it was great. I was just hanging out, meeting a bunch of people. Like one of the other cast was, he does so much stuff. He was in like Stranger Things and stuff like that. He was a nice guy. Now, what month was this? Because, of course, we're talking it airs in the end of November. But when did you guys do the filming for this? I think end of October. Oh, so it was a quick turnaround then. Oh, it was so quick. I think it was like three weeks. I think it was like three. Yeah, it was like three weeks. Yeah, not the norm. Per se. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But, yeah, no. Sometimes commercials don't come out for like a year. Uh, but it's Shaq and it's Pepsi. And they, the commercial is pushing a product. So I, I don't know if like the product is limited or something. So they had to get it out before, I don't know, the product is gone or something like that. But yeah. The nice quick. thing about it is that it's not that it's evergreen, but it's not something that was based upon the holidays either. Right. So that leads to possibly it being around for longer or something that you know yeah if they extend it to the super bowl i'm gonna be so rich (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's what i'm saying so i hope so i don't think (laughs) so um because the super bowl they like yeah it's different but they might call you back now that you were helping with the clothes i mean come on now you know but they usually shoot Super Bowl specific for the Super Bowl, and that's crazy amounts of money. That I, my friend did a another Filipino comic from San Francisco who's in LA now. He did a Geico commercial, and it aired just for the Super Bowl like two years ago. And he was like, "Yeah, dude, it was like so much money." <laughs> yeah, and just for one, you know, right? Crazy. That's good. That's good. Now. When you initially found out it was like a Pepsi national commercial, were you just like, okay, or and then you got it right? Like, I I, w- I was excited, but in this, you you never know. In this business, it's like you never know until it actually happens. Even if it's like, even if the contract is like signed, you know, you could still just contracts don't mean a lot sometimes. Yeah, look because. Um, I, w- I, I didn't, I didn't want to get too excited because literally a week, not even a week before the Pepsi thing, I booked, I got cast in a Nike national commercial and yeah. And it was the same kind of thing. They were just like dressed cool and I didn't have to talk or anything. 
and I booked it. They were like, we, I signed the contract and stuff. It was a national Nike. Nike called and was like, um, can you like explain like your style or something? And then I was like, yeah, like um, streetwear, vintage, thrift type stuff. And they're like, oh, that's perfect. We need that kind of character. And I was like, okay. They were like, okay, we'll send you the call sheet on Sunday. And then the shoot was on a Monday. And then I didn't get a call sheet. My agent hit me up and was like, hey, they cut the, <laughs> cut the role. Uh, so you don't have to go in tomorrow. But you're I still you still get paid for the day since you technically booked it. So okay. the things like that. I got paid for the day as if I was in the commercial, but I don't get any of the residuals because I didn't do it. So when I got the Pepsi thing, I was like, I might get cut again. You know, I might not do it because there's so many there's so many steps because um, because first you you do the audition and then you you wait and hear back and sometimes there's a call back so you have to do a second one after that you do you get cast then you do a fitting and there there was a guy I'm not 100 percent sure this is one of the what one of the other people said there was another guy there at the fitting and I think he had too many tattoos. And they couldn't. This is what this is the theory that of what the other guy said. The other guy was like, I think he had too many tattoos, and they were having a hard time covering them up, so they just cast someone else. Because then the next day, when we shot, it was a different guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I either he had too many tattoos or he wasn't tall enough. I think because the guy that replaced him, I saw what he did, and that guy was super tall, like almost tall as Shaq. Yeah. So I was I wasn't. I tried not to get too excited. Even even when I, I got done shooting it, I was like, you only get money if you're in it when it airs. So you could have been there. Like, I'm, there's a ton of people that were there, but didn't make it into the commercial. So they're not going to get any money from it. But I'm all good now. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's literally in the... Well, when, yeah. the, when the dream sequence starts, yeah. it, it, it's he's right there. So if you're looking at the screen, it's Andrew right there on the left, looking good, giving oh, a little pose action. Uh, so, and and those of you that know Andrew or have seen him recently, you know his look is your looks unique. So it's not like I think that might be Orofo. It's like, yeah, that's that's him, right? So that was great. It was, you know. I was super happy for you because in my mind, I'm like, this isn't like just some like little regional showing here in Southern California. <laughs> We're watching Thanksgiving football. Like yeah. everybody watches. Like, in fact, other than the Super Bowl, I think the Thanksgiving football games are right on the level with all the other playoff games because they're happening on a national holiday where everyone's together. So I was like, the eyes are on. So if there's ever anybody needing those eyes for – you that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah it still plays uh on games so when i, I like the other day i'll just get it also plays during basketball games too so yeah so like every time there's a game someone will just shoot me a text and be like i think i saw you <laughs> <laughs> that's good now has has anybody you know when they reach out it's like dude i can't believe this because you had told them probably so they're seeing it and they're surprised like were some of them really really happy for you because they know the the struggles of getting something like that and going through it yeah no like a bunch of people were like very happy 
for me um because it, i mean it's like a it's like cool that i did it and stuff but i i mean it's it, it doesn't necessarily like push ticket sales for me no 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 and i wasn't meaning in that manner i just meant from for those of you who are whether it's comedy whether it's acting all those things as you just explained like it's not like you just hey i got it and it's good it takes doing so then to to see it number one was such a quick turnaround number two you're right there and like i say it's pepsi And yeah. it's Shaq, so it's it's a national commercial with a very, very well-known star, so it's not hard to be like, oh, yeah, you know, the Shaq Pepsi commercial. Yeah, I get a lot of like people asking what he's like and stuff. <laughs> and he's cool. He's a very cool guy. Yeah, he, he is very similar to what he is like on TV. He's not a... I, I have a friend from college who somewhat grew up with Shaq in San Antonio a little bit too. And always just said like, yeah, this is, that's how he is. Like he is one of the nicest um, people and celebrity. You will not hear a lot of bad Shaq stories. Oh, I have two really good Shaq stories. um, So he, he is so cool. Like probably like the coolest guy I've ever met because he's just so nice. And he also like has so much money. (laughs) Like, and I didn't realize it until we shot. Cause like, so I think he's from, he's also, he also was in Jersey for a while. Like that's where he was like born or something. And the guy in the, the other guy in that same scene that we're in, he was from Jersey. Okay. So they, they were talking and he was like, uh, Shaq was like, Oh, I'm from Jersey. I used to hang out at this park. And then the guy was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's the park looks the same as when you were there. And he and then he goes, ah, you that you reminded me I have to do this. And he waves over his assistant and he's like, hey, I need you to call this number and tell them we're going to rebuild the park and set a date for concrete. <laughs> and then the assistant just goes, uh, which park? And then he goes, this one. And then she goes, OK. And then gets on the phone like immediately. I was like, that's crazy. That yeah. <laughs> like she didn't even. That's how often he does that kind of shit, because it's like. She didn't even ask any, why are we doing this? You know what I mean? Like, she was like, I'll get on it. And then the other one was, we were sitting on that stoop and Shaq's jeans were, uh, the the cuffs were riding up a little bit. And the director was like, hey, Shaq, can you pull down your pants a little bit? The Reebok logo is showing. And then he just goes, hey, guys. I own Reebok. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I thought he was kidding. And then I looked it up. He has like the most uh shares in Reebok. I was like, that's wow. so crazy. Yeah. So cool. Such a cool guy. So that's a that's a cool deal. And you know, you said that was in October. Are there any other things that have happened or they're happening that you have either A in the can or anything else that because like I was, we were talking before we started recording is not a lot of places we get to hear, okay, here's what Andrew has going on other than when you're up front in front of people, but we, we know that's coming, but are there, is there any, cause the last time we talked or the last time we did the podcast, you we were talking about a specific part in a, an Asian part in a movie uh, and that yeah. you didn't get right. And you were like, and when you saw the guy or the person in it, you're like, ah, you know, so has there been anything since then or anything that you can speak on that 
is either A, coming out, or that we don't know about currently because you aren't speaking about it in front of people? Um, I shot something with National Lampoon that should be coming out. I don't know when. They started their own channel, and then they're like on TV. And basically, I'm just like a, a guy that like talks about the movie while the movie's playing i don't know like like you know when you know back in the day when i don't know if they do this as much anymore when they're like watching like a, a film and then that goes to commercial and there's like these three people chilling and they're like what is your favorite scene from like you know and it, like you know and then yeah, like yeah. we talk about it. it i don't know when that's gonna come out but that's coming out up and then i have another don't tell secret set coming out on youtube that's should be pretty big i think it's one of my favorite sets so far so check that out where was that recorded at san diego okay in an actual theater or in like some other location it's in like a backyard of of, of a fitness studio it's like one of those you know those crossfit gyms that are yes. half inside half outside it was like one of those but it looks beautiful it, the way that they shot it and stuff we talk you're talking a little about comedy well since the last time that you were on, you have been a major part of a podcast that is weekly for the most part, which that's I definitely want to ask him questions about that. So a podcast called The Meter, and we've not talked at all about this. So my question for you is, and you can tell the the public and the audience here listening, what where'd the idea come from? And then how long did it take to come together? And then we'll ask some more questions about how you actually get it done. Sure. So I don't know. I just randomly, when, when I started doing acting stuff, I, I'd go on IMDb. Just like, it's a good resource for actors and people in the TV industry film. And then I, I would just like look at my profile and then there would be like a score at the bottom. And then I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. So there's a the IMDb like meter score is like a rank of every celebrity. And everyone has a unique number for that week. And it changes every every Sunday. But I would see the number and I'd be like, oh, this is fun to show friends and long car rides. And because uh, I, I would always drive from L.A. to the Bay Area with some friends. And I would just be like, who do you think? I would tell them about it. And then I'd just be like, who do you think is number one? And then we would just guess for hours. Like it would knowing the, the meter now, there's no way we would have got one ever. <laughs> You know, it's such a weird like algorithm, but we would our me and my friends would just say famous people and see who could get the lowest to number one. And then right. I would do that for a long time. And then I was just like, I think I could make a game out of this. And then I hit up one of my friends and I was like, do you want to try out this podcast of this like game I made up? And then we were we did a couple episodes, just me and her, Jess and it was okay and then we went to like this filipino because there's like a filipino community in in film and tv that gets together like during the holidays or have random like summer get togethers for just like networking and stuff that's how i met like joe and and like a bunch of other people uh, do you know tiger the podcast tiger belly i haven't listened to it but i okay. i believe i've heard either heard it or seen it somewhere yeah, yeah, it, they one of the PAs or one of the, the the their producer is a good is Filipino and is a good friend of mine. He had a PA and we were all at this like get together and then Gil, my friend Gilbert was just like 
this is EJ. EJ, can you produce their podcast? Oh, that's how. <laughs> and then EJ was like, what? I've never done that. And then he's like, yeah, you'll figure it out. And then now he's been my producer for a whole year and he's the best. He's great. But yeah, that's just how it's how it started. And it's been it's been going well. Uh, we're in talks with like a, a network. So hopefully we'll be a part of that and get bigger guests, maybe get some. Because I feel like the game you could like my my thing with that is like, obviously, it's a fun thing to do. And it's also like a very good promotional tool for projects coming out especially right then projects right um, exactly exactly so like we pitched it to imdb a long time ago and they were we're just too weird and they were like <laughs> we're a professional company what are you doing uh <laughs> you know because it's it, it is it we we do use imdb as a resource but it, it's a very silly game you know yes. it's not, and a lot of the things we we do I can see why they wouldn't want that in their thing. It was just fine. But I, it's such a good promotional tool. So if like a movie's coming out, we could play the game with the cast and the cast could just like talk about the show or of talk course. about the TV. And we could do like, you could take this to like red carpet events and be like, go up to the cast and be like, who's the most famous out of you idiots? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And then it's just like fun and silly. And I, I think that could work. Um, so hopefully this, this network thing works out and that would be phenomenal. Yeah. Now, now for, for those people, cause there's probably a different crossover audience, not a lot of crossover between this podcast and that podcast, but we're going to make, try to make it that way. So generally you have two guests, two guests. that come in, what most of the time, well, a lot of them have been are comedians, but not every single person, but two guests, and then you guys as the host, and then you play the game with them that are there. A couple people have been on more than once, yeah. But when you do it, you you know you have to have a quick turnaround on that as well because you are dependent on the IMDb of that week. So you're recording it at someone's house, yeah. And he, the producer's house. Okay, so his house, and then how have you found it to get people to come? Let's well, I didn't even go to the weekly part, but just to make sure that two people can show up around the same time because that is not easy. That is not easy. No, definitely not. And there's there have definitely been times where one person cancels day of, and like I have to find a guest. But it, good thing it's like I live in LA, and it's not hard to find people. Right. I mean, the bigger people, it's harder just because they're so busy, and it's like. Sometimes I've had we've had to schedule guests like weeks in advance. Um, but then a lot of the times it's like week of or whatever, and it's fine. And it's also it's it's easier to get comedians because they're not working during the day. You know, it, it's harder to get like actors, writers, because they're working the whole day. <laughs> so that's mostly the reason why we have comedians all the time. Also, they're they're funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and that was the other part is that when they come on. Most of the people will say they don't check their IMDb, but we know that's not totally true. I know there's some that probably sandbag a little bit and act like they never check it, but you know, and you know that they check it too. Yeah. But how, you know, when you explain to them, because some of them will say that you ask them, hey, come on, I, we have a podcast we want you to do because they aren't fully aware of it. So sometimes you explain it to them, sometimes you don't. How has that been for you? Like to know how much info to give them pre-coming to the place to actually do it. I, I don't I don't know which one I like better, honestly, because sometimes it's 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 great that they don't know. And then sometimes it, it's 
better that they do know the game runs smoother if they do kind of know i think going forward we're probably going to let them know just because it's because we've had this problem of not so much anymore because we we explain the game before we record so we kind of give them the rundown before we even start so they get it because in the earlier episodes we wouldn't tell them and everybody's just confused right yeah but but now we explain the game and i don't think it matters anymore that they can check they can check it doesn't matter because i've I've made it the only round they could kind of cheat is like the first round that's fine i don't care if they cheat because the rest of the (laughs) thing is hard so we rebranded and we're not really a podcast anymore we're just we're just game show we're just we're just game show uh, it's on YouTube and it happens to be on a podcast platform as well. But it's a we've it's a game show because we we had this problem where we'd ask comedians or uh, actors and it, this happened mostly during the strike and stuff like that, where people would be like, I'm not doing podcasts right now. I, and we still get it to some extent. Some people are like, ah, I'm not I'm not good on at podcasts or I don't like doing I don't want to talk about stuff. And it is none of that. So you're it's it's fine. So now we have to like it's better to tell them so they don't give us that answer. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I get it. Some sometimes I I don't want to do people's podcasts if it's like like going into it like because I know you and this is like fun, you know what I mean? But it just I don't want to talk about a lot of stuff that podcasts want to talk about. So I'm just like, I don't want to do it. But the game show, every person we've had comes out of it like, oh, this is like the funnest thing i've done and it's yes like, yeah we try to keep it fun <laughs> it is it's so different and it's so unique and but that's the interesting part because i'm like man when they record it they got to get it out quickly because you can't have it be like two or three weeks behind you don't actually have to record weekly it's just that whenever you do record you got to get it out right after you record right we've, we've been talking recently if we go with the network we probably won't be able to shoot every week I mean, I would like to, but uh, our team's busy, but we might have to bank episodes. So there's going to be a few changes, maybe like not do the top 10 anymore just because we can't (laughs) because it would be the same as, you know, uh, but that, that it doesn't matter. I don't think. What is the most unique feedback you have gotten not from a guest, from someone who listened or watched? Oh, that's fun. There, I we we haven't gotten that much feed feedback like on how to run it because I don't think anybody. I mean, like it's so obscure. I don't think anybody has like a thing of like I don't know how to make this better. I don't even really know. I barely know what it is. But uh, there's been a lot of like, oh, you should do this category. You know what I mean? Make this a category. Make that a, in the comments. We'll be like get uh have this person on. No real like feedback per se, but. A lot of like, do try this, try that for fun. And right. I think we've implemented some of it. For sure. For sure. Now, one other thing I wanted to ask you about was the, is it called the Young Comedian? What is the Montreal thing? What was the? Oh, New new Faces. New Faces. Yes. Okay. And you took, you took part in that. Shoot. What month was that now? That, that was-, was last year, um, July, end of July so a very big, very popular yeah. comedy festival, yeah, uh, in which 
I mean, the world is watching as far as comedians are concerned, and and so many things come from that. Going to that, like, what's your best memory from being a part of that? Like, what was the fi- the thing that you remember the quickest if someone brings it up? Like, oh man, this was. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I just uh, arriving in Canada and just. Uh, I think the yeah the funnest part was uh, yeah or, like leaving because I got to the airport in LA. And then another new face was on the same flight as me. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. And then, <laughs> and then we land and then we see all the other new faces who I have, who I've known for years. Right. And it's like, uh, everybody got dropped off at camp and we're all just like, yay, we get to hang out for like a week. And that was, that was probably the funnest part. The shows were great. Uh, the partying was a lot, but. It was, yeah, I think the beginning was the funnest part. Just getting in and being like, oh, you you touched down. You did it. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, one of the things I wanted you to, to the only prep question I gave for this is, I, you know, as we, as we finish off a year and go into the next year, you know, everyone has their own mindset about like what stand up is like or was like in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or the 2000s. And it changes consistently, like even since you've been involved. Oh, yeah. But in the most Andrew Orofa way possible, I said, what are the top two things about being a stand-up comedian? And then what are the bottom two things about being a stand-up comedian right now? So what would you say as we end 2023, what are the the top two things about being a stand-up comedian? Uh, number one is just uh, doing it is like the funnest thing. Like every, even if I have like a bad time, it was like a, like it's like cool to be up on stage. Like even if I'm only up there for like five minutes, you know, it it's so fun. Still, that's number one. It's just straight up just doing it. Performing, performing is the best. It's such a good feeling. And then two, traveling. Traveling is really fun. I don't think about it because I do it so much. But when I talk to people, I'm like technically like well traveled. Of course, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think about it because I'm just going to work. But then I, and then when I like talk to like my friends, they're like, "You've been like everywhere." I'm just like, I, I guess if you think Springfield, Missouri, is like a destination, sure. Um, well, but I think that it's not just everywhere. It's that you get to see a really wide range of this country for sure, where you're not you're seeing so many different segments, and while. You know, colleges, and universities, just just that, yeah. you know, you're, you're talking some towns that that's all that's in the town. And, and you're right. When you say it, there's very few professions that are literally traveling around to different places other than professional wrestling, which is one of them. Like that's one. There's not a lot of others that literally are going to all over circus. Soleil. <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to the small places They're they, you know, so they're not. So, yeah, I, I think it is one of the more unique professions in that. Because I you don't when you do it, you don't think about it. You don't think about it. like people, people will be like, oh, I would love to go to Portland. And I'm like, it's OK. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine because uh, I'm not when I go, I'm not thinking of it in terms of like, oh, I need to. I'm just I'm literally there. I'm like, I have to do my job. And then leave. I'm not really. Oh, I got to go see the Rose Garden in Portland. I don't really care. Or go to. I, I go to Nike or something. Sure, but that's that's like one of the more fun things about this is like I get well traveled, and then I look. I I have an interesting uh, like edge 
in a conversation, if someone's from like, oh, I'm from here, I've been there. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, oh, I, I, it's like so I met someone in Atlanta. Oh, Little Five Points. And they're like, you know, Little Five Points? It's like, yeah, I, I was there for an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like I'll, I know like random, that's fun, knowing just like random like facts about a, a a place I was only at for like a weekend, you know, and the people are so impressed by that. <laughs> That's good. Well, but as it is really cool, and and like I say, there's not a lot of professions that you could do that, right? I mean, so that is really cool. That is really cool. Now, I also said, so you know, what are the the two bummers, right? And I know. That, that everyone now might have different answers for this, but this is your answers, right? So you gave us the top two things, but right now, what would you say the, the bottom two things are about also doing what you do? Um, The bottom two things? And you could say frustrating, right? It doesn't have to be like it's horrible or just things that you ha- you might have to deal with that other people don't think about. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Oddly, it's also traveling <laughs> at the same time. It's the it's the best and worst because depending on where I go, I mean it's like cool that I get to travel, but then it's also like, oh, I have to sometimes be in Alaska, you know what I mean? And that <laughs> kind of sucks because I'm not at the point where I'm just like where I can just I don't want to go to a city early, you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't have I don't have like I I'm still in like I need to save money, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I need to be smart about how I spend. So it's like, I don't have the, I'm not where I, I, I'm at to be like, oh, just go to a city early and just whatever. I'm Travel days are are stressful for me sometimes. Because sometimes I like, I, I just look at the contract. I'm like, okay, and fine, I'll go there. And then I look up the flights and like where it actually is. And I'm like, oh, I have, I have to travel for like 12 hours just to, this is crazy. I have to take a plane to take a smaller plane to rent a car. And that's like, and then that shows at what time? Oh my God, this sucks. And you did give an example of one of the wilder travel times. The last time on your second visit, we talked, you talked about the time where they said you could have a flight in like three days and you're, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You told Dude, that, that story. That, <laughs> yeah. That sucks. That's awful. Uh, yes, you get to go places, but traveling is still very stressful. And like I had this year, I took a break from doing colleges because I was doing last time we talked, I think I was doing a lot. Yeah. But this year I was like, well, I'm doing more club stuff and I'm doing more acting stuff. So I'll, let me take a break on colleges for a little bit because colleges were the worst travel days because every college is not in a place. Right. You know what I mean? It's so far. It's just, it's just so stressful. And then like the, the school system, the way that they book, it's very strict. And if you like fuck up a little bit, you're like in a lot of trouble. Mess up. He meant mess up. Oh, sorry. I'm not allowed to swear. <laughs> My bad. Bleep it up. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, cause they're like kids, like clubs and shows don't care if I'm late. You know what I mean? And like, right. you could show up. Uh, five minutes late and they'll be like okay fine you're okay don't worry about it because you're there because they know and they know you're gonna be there yeah or and and they can be late you know what i mean like shows can start late but at at the college it's kind of if they say seven you get there at seven or else they'll like call my mom you know what i mean not (laughs) like my agent they'll be like hey andrew's 
not, not here. And it's like, I'm here, just chill. Like, so I, I took a little break this year from that. Uh, yeah. And then what is the other bad thing? Huh. Well, I have a question about one thing that I, I wondered about that if you would say, but you you're not someone who feels it a lot, but I was going to ask, do you ever feel pressure to not perform, but pressure to like, man, I got to like make this crew laugh, you know, or in, in, like in real world. No, in in no on uh, when you're performing like when you know if you're going to a place right and let's say it's a place that's dead right yeah. so let's say you're going on third and it's dead do you feel pressure or do you look at that as like a challenge oh the, i look at i think every single comedian looks at it as a challenge that's so funny that you asked that because every single in that situation say it's like a, a show and the three people before you bomb no matter who that fourth comedian is, they're like, I'm going to turn them around. <laughs> Ask any comedian. They'll be like, I'm going to get it. And you don't. <laughs> and you don't. And that's fine. It's okay. It's Someone else will. But every comedian will look into it and be like, I'm going to open it up. It's going to be me that breaks the the silence. And then a lot of the times you do, but sometimes you don't and that's okay. <laughs> okay. So one more question about that. Has there ever been a time where the the performance didn't go great and it, it not just you, but like maybe it was other comedians as well. Was there ever a time where you thought, man, like, what if it isn't them? What if it's me? Like what, what, how, or, or is a specific joke with that you're like, no, this is so funny, but I don't know why no one's, you know, has, has that happened? Do you, does yeah, it all, the time. all the time, all the time, because yeah, all the time that definitely happens. I don't know the, the way I write jokes is so random. And like, I've been noticing this like very recently, like the beginning of my set works for this type, certain type of people. And then the middle works for another type of people. And then the last works for like both. So the, my set is very weird right now, but and I I switch it up depending yeah, yeah. on the situation. But I've noticed the set that I like doing right now, the opener will do like very well, and then I'll go into the middle and it won't do well, and then the end will do fine. But then sometimes if it like if the audience is a little different, the beginning will go okay, the middle will do great, and then the end will do okay. Right, right. It, it it's just random. It is very random. Going more into that then, because you're always gauging too, right? You're on the stage, people are watching you, but you're gauging audience con constantly, right? And, and mood and and just temperature of the room or wherever you're at. Is there times where you'll gauge that, hey, we're on an upswing here, where you will then adjust directly for that specific audience like, oh, no, they're going to get yeah, this yeah. or you know how strict are you in oh no i i will keep this in that order even though it no i'll switch it up also it depends it, it it all depends because like we like you were saying like comedy is so changes a lot and it's so different for the times like now is coming up is so different than how it was in the 80s and social media has influenced that a lot so a lot of the times right now when I'm going into a set, it's like, yeah, do good. But it's also like, I have to get this on film so I can put it out. Right. Even if it doesn't work with the set per se, I just want to get it on tape so I can release it, you know? But sometimes 
there, I have jokes that if that does well, then I know this won't. Or if that does well, or if that does bad, then I know this one will. So depending on how some jokes go, the response I get, I know which it's like pick your choose your own adventure. It's like, okay, I know if that one does well, I have to move this way. And if that one doesn't do well, I have to move this way. So I I go in with a, like a thing of like, oh, I have to get this down, but I feel it out when I when I get up there. Now, having done this for what? How many years? How many years you've been like? Eleven. Okay, so that's wow. that's a lot of years. Yes. Yeah, you're still, and I'd still, you're still considered young. I mean, you know, um, sure. But now there's like twenty two year It's so funny. You know, I mean, that's in like everything though, like basketball, like everything. It's like now I'm I'm not considered the young guy in the scene, which is like, <laughs> kind of sucks, but whatever. So. Having had a, a good time and experience, what do you think your biggest advantage is? Like, what is it? What is something that you feel like you're better at, or or your your key component that helps you? It, whether it's specific performances, but what's the one thing where you're like, this is unique? I think to me, and maybe a few other people, but that you know that you're different in that manner oh how i dress for sure it's just how i how i like present myself i think it's the the as much as like that's like weird uh that's definitely one of the things that i'm known for out here uh is i dress cool <laughs> i know because you we t- talked about before i were you know where you would go and you got stuff for your outfit for that specific performance for that day and things like that so i do know that you care about it a lot and of course we've mentioned here i'm so into like streetwear fashion like uh, if i wasn't a stand-up comedian i'd probably do something in the like i i saw that girl's job at the commercial i was like i would do that yeah. like, I, would, I, would, I would love to just pick outfits for cast members i think that would be so fun but i mean and a lot of people say that it's just like the way i have a unique look like that's like I, I try because a lot of comedians don't dress like anything, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I, I was, I've always been very into like fashion and stuff. So I, I like to apply that to the set. And I, those are the best, those are the, my com- the compliments I like the most. Like after shows, it's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, if you say I have a good set, thank you. But if you say I have an outfit that you like, I like that way better. Yeah. And like last night I got heckled. I was doing the San Jose Improv, and I I do this bit about how I'm an Asian dude with glasses, but I don't look smart. Right. And I said that, and some girl in the front row was like, but you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nice. And then, I don't know, sometimes when I'm on stage, people be like, oh, cool shoes. <laughs> like during my set, I'm like, okay, it's fun. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think that. And I don't know the way I, the way I talk the best way i could describe it is someone this happened recently some lady in the audience came up to me after the show and she was like i don't know what it is but you're like awkwardly disarming and i was like okay i'll take that (laughs) that's a that's a good description that's a good description i i I understand what she's talking about right because i i like that because then it means like oh when i get up there people don't see me as like a threat that's good i like that I like that a lot. 
Because sometimes you're comedians and you get scared. You're like, oh, he's going to talk to me. <laughs> right. And that's, that's what I was going to say is like, because I think especially in small settings, that is a big deal because you're thinking of it from, is someone going to heckle me? The people who are sitting close are thinking, is the comedian going to come at me? Yeah, and yeah. if they do, is it in a playful way? Is it in a harmful way? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. People aren't threatened by it. So that's good, which is good, but it's also bad in normal life because <laughs> people like i get disrespected so much like out in the streets uh and not in the sense of like uh, like i'm i'm getting like robbed or anything but like right like in the comedy community i'm pretty like i'm i, I have a lot of friends i'm in the, i'm part of the community and people know me but for some reason i don't know if we talked about this on the last one but no, but I have, I know I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, people, just new comics, just I get disrespect me all the time. For no, if they don't know how, know who I am, they assume that I'm like bad at comedy, <laughs> and I just like don't say anything. So like this kid, he probably is not gonna like fight or say anything. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't care, but you're wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, people try to give me advice that have like all the time. People ask me if I'm like funny or they like try to punk me or size me up all the time. And it's like, sure. And then I, I let them know what's up and then I do good. And then they're like, ah, I look like an idiot. Well, and I think that's the one thing that if you have your self-confidence, right, you know what you know and you know how to perform. Yeah. It's almost like sometimes you want people to think less going in. Because then it's more of an impression you make once you're done, especially those of those people who are younger comics or cockier, more arrogant, and think they're the funniest in the world. And yeah, and people like people think I'm like way smarter than I am because I'm so quiet. But it's just like you can't say anything dumb if you don't say anything. So, <laughs> so, <I'm> like, <laughs> so I try to keep my mouth shut so I don't look stupid. You know, you're on the road a lot. You're local in California a lot, but of course around the the states, you you get to see a lot of the same comics in certain areas, and and you said well, many of your friends are comics, you know, of course because you're in, you've run in the same crowd. Yeah, who comes to your mind as a comedian that you're friends with that literally is just as funny in real life as they are up on stage? Ah, sometimes they're just those people you meet, and you're like, dude, this person. Like, I wish more people saw them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy, Mandel. He's, I love this guy. I, yes. He's so, he's the funniest person I've ever met. <laughs> Him and my uh, my previous co-host, Rob Hayes. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, because that's where both of them are from. But they are two of the funniest people I've ever met. I thought about, I thought about asking you sometime. I was like, man, I would love to talk to Mandel sometime because he, he would be down. He's a good, I'm glad Andrew mentioned this guy because I became familiar with him. I probably through your IG somehow. And so now I follow him and he is really funny. (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, funny. His mind works so different. Yeah. It's so interesting. Same with Rob. Rob is like a, like a toned down version of that. Um, both of them, Mandel is just so wacky. I don't understand. I, I can, I, so unpredictable. I could never, uh, I know whatever is about to say is going to be crazy, but where Rob is different, it's, he's very unpredictable 
but it's it's something that I would have never thought of. Like there's this I don't know there's this one bit that he it's not a bit but on a podcast uh, he found out that In and Out was religious because <laughs> he, he didn't know he's he's not from here so this guy was like oh yeah In and Out's religious they have Bible verses like on their like cups and stuff yeah and then Rob goes wait but the arrow is pointing down <laughs> and you know like hell is that right way. right. And it's like, how do you get to that from that's so crazy. That is <laughs> one of the one of the funniest things he's ever said to me is before we became friends, uh, we were doing a show where there was a magician on and he had like a stage name. And everybody was like going around and was like, Oh yeah, I don't have a stage name. And then Rob was like, Oh yeah, yeah, like I'm, Rob is his, uh, my stage name. And everybody's like, What? What's your real name? He goes, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Robert Hayes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> like, we knew. But it's like one of the funniest things that I've ever heard. Oh, like, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And then, and then Mandel's just out here saying the most crazy shit I've ever heard. <laughs> crazy stuff. See, sorry, I, sorry, yeah. stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I forget. I forget. Because he was talking about there was a there was a clip. There was something with food. Man, it was something with food about him eating. And it wasn't on stage. This was like in a podcast. He was talking to somebody. And I can't remember specifically what it was, but I remember like it was so funny. Yeah. So he is a very funny guy. Yeah. Now, final thing about the comedy stuff. Like, are there specific subjects that you purposely are like, I'm never talking about this because you know so many other comedians do or, you know, some comedians when you see clips they're bringing up politics some are bringing up childhood memories which a lot do and and things like that are there is there sports or you know whatever are there certain topics that you try to not bring up or ones on the opposite side that you you know like i can talk about this better than other people can talk about it huh no not really i don't really i only try to talk about like like an, an experience or if i know a lot about a subject like maybe i'll talk about anime or something i don't know but if i don't know enough then i won't really touch it because i because if then I, I someone tries to argue with me in the comments and then i don't know how to back it up <laughs> right you know i don't want to do that so now has there been anything recently uh some of your recent stuff or something in the last year or so that you use something that happened in childhood were your childhood because you talk about your family a lot, you know, your mom, especially, and your dad. You're, you talk about your family. So, you know, when you do that, what are their reactions afterwards? I don't know if they watch it. <laughs> I don't, I know, I'm serious. I don't know if they watch it. Like, uh, my dad will send me clips of not me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He'll send me other like people that he likes, but he, no, I've never. I don't know. My, no one's ever said anything. They, they've never brought it up like one time. That's good. Well, and I guess I shouldn't be super shocked because I would say that my family, other than my mom, but my immediate family right here that I live with, they probably, most of the time, they now listen to the podcast that I do either. So I, I shouldn't be like super surprised about that because it's family, right? You know, it's the way. I, I mean, and a lot of my comedy, I know, doesn't 
relate they don't relate to it at all <laughs> and i don't think they understand like a lot of the references and stuff but i think it for them i think it's like one of those things where they get they get what's happening and it's working so don't question it they're just like you're doing good i don't know why you're doing good but we're happy that it's happening so just keep going <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. So we talked about guys that are funny in real life. Thinking back into recent history for you, who are maybe one or two people that you have seen on stage, right? Maybe you perform with them, mm -hmm. but that you literally think like, hey, these are two of the most talented people out there right now. Ooh, that's tough. Right now, who I'm, I'm really digging, Robbie Hoffman. She's uh, she's so funny, uh, lesbian lady. She's actually dating the I think the most recent Bachelorette. Okay, <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a friend of mine, and she's so funny. Who else? I don't know. Uh, and it definitely be somebody that where you find yourself like really laughing. Oh, oh, okay. Then maybe I would say Robbie. Because it's so different than me that I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. Like, that's very fun to watch. And then I, I love watching Morgan J. He has a guitar. He sings like very well. He's like a really good singer and he does crowd work, but he sings it, which I've never seen before. And that's always just very fun to watch because it's like it's crowd work, but he's making us all. And it's he has a beautiful voice. <laughs> and that takes a lot of talent to do. Like, it's not like you just walk out there and can do that. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know how he does it. It's crazy. Well, listen, the, that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. Just those two, I think, are my favorites right now. So that was Robbie Hoffman, you said. Yeah. And Morgan J. Okay. We're going to be on the lookout to <laughs> make sure we, we see them. So as we, as we come to the end of the year, you we talked about, of course, the podcast, the meter. Uh, sorry, the show, game show, um, your your Pepsi situation. What is your your goal for this next year? If if to be a success, I, I ask you this each time. So, as we go into this next year, for it to be a successful year, what would you hope to come out of it? If we talk a year from now, uh, I just want more followers, more followers. Uh, hopefully, when the set drops in a couple weeks, that'll happen. But I just want to be on the road more and been doing a lot of voiceover auditions. And I want, want to, I want that because now I'm like, I be, I begin these voiceover auditions and then I won't get it. And then I'll, I'll, I'll watch a cartoon and I'll be like, oh man, I auditioned for that. Yeah. I want that. So I think that's the goal for this year is to okay. get a, get a cartoon. That's what I want. That's good. That's good. And and now and now it'll be my goal. I'll I'll get back in touch with you, whether it's uh you and Mandel both or I'll but Mandel, yes, he is uh extremely funny. Extremely funny. So yes. Well listen, I can't thank you enough. I know that you are a busy person and I take you I thank you for always taking the time. Uh you know, once once every year, year and a half or so, uh, yeah. to come back. We'll run, to, it, we'll, we'll run it back. This will yeah, be you know, so episode <laughs> six, episode 41, and now episode 64. But all three. One of them is going to be like, hey, I'm not, I'm not doing well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my life is falling apart. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I know, I know that that is not true because you, you are doing great. And 
you know, because we are far enough since 2009 that sometimes students will talk about comedy or whatever. And I'm like, hey, you know, we have some former They're like, really? But I realize, of course, these guys were barely born back yeah. in those days, you know, so yeah. that's the hard part, I think, even for you now, uh, students I have this year that were born in 2007. Right. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, 2007. <laughs> So, yes, but I really seriously, though, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, um, thank you, you know, Adam. for those of you who have who've heard this today, Pepsi, listen, we, we, need, <laughs> we need to support Pepsi, Shaq, <laughs> and Arolfo. We support all of that. We support all of that. So, absolutely. Thank you so much, man. Of course. Thank you. That is going to do it for today. Once again, a huge thanks to Andrew Andrew Arolfo, that is, Northgate alum and stand-up comedian. And, of course, the Pepsi commercial we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Let's give you all the information that you need. First of all, for Andrew on Instagram, it's Andrew underscore Arolfo, A-N-D-R-E-W underscore O-R-O-L-F-O. The Meter Game Show on Instagram is just The Meter Game Show, one word. On YouTube, it's at The Meter Game. And then, of course, the people you heard him mention, The Mandelman, that's how you type it in if you're going to YouTube. And on Instagram, it's also The Mandelman, The Mandel, M-A-N-D-A-L, Man. Rob Hayes, R-O-B-H-A-Z-E. Robbie Hoffman, she's extremely funny. R-O-B-B-Y-H-O-F-F-M-A-N and Morgan J, extremely talented. You'll see and hear that's Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N-J-A-Y, one word. If you're looking for the Pepsi commercial, type in, you know, on any kind of search engine, Shaq Pepsi commercial, I wish I was smaller, Shaq Pepsi commercial, Ski Low. You can find it if you haven't seen it yet. Just make sure you're seeing the widescreen version. And right at the beginning, you'll see... Andrew in all his glory. If you are trying to get in touch with the podcast, you can still email the mic is on the M I C is a H N at gmail.com. And on Instagram, Ani B P E A H N I E B P E. If this is the first time you've ever heard this podcast, well, listen, there's 63 where this one came from, so you can head back and listen to any of them. They are all evergreen, of course. And as I always say, you're not behind. You're just not caught up yet. Looking forward to the rest of this year, all kinds of interesting things on the horizon. So be there with us. All right. Sounds good. Have a great day. And we will see you later.